0: Hello and welcome to the Healthy Gamer Girl podcast. I'm Liz, the Healthy Gamer Girl, and somehow we are at episode 20, which I think is super cool. Um, so just a quick caveat, I am not a doctor, as as usual, still not a doctor, and the information in this podcast is not meant to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease, or to be mistaken for medical advice. So please always consult with your physician before beginning any new diet or health regimen. So I obviously still don't have uh, intro music, and that's fine with me. But if you guys have any opinions on that or any suggestions, I'm open to them. I don't really know what I'm doing. I just kind of sit and talk into my phone here very professionally. Um, so if you are a podcast expert and you have any idea about how intro music happens, please let me know. I'd love to hear it. Um, so as I said, episode 20, pretty cool stuff. And today I'm going to talk a little bit about coffee versus green tea. And this is mostly because you hear a lot of people giving up coffee or exchanging coffee for green tea because they think that green tea is the healthier option. And I was kind of curious about this. I'd actually recently cut down to one cup of coffee myself. um, And I started to feel some side effects. And no, I didn't do it on purpose. I wasn't like, man, I'm going to cut down to one cup of coffee. It just sort of happened accidentally. I'm not proud of it. Don't worry. Um, But I started feeling kind of crappy this week as well. I was like getting depressed. My whole body hurt. I just like felt generally unwell, but like not actually physically sick. It's just like, I feel so crappy and I don't know why. And I realized it could, it might not, but it could be related to the fact that I've only been drinking one cup of coffee, which is so much less than I would normally drink. So I'm remedying that today. Don't worry. I ground up a bunch of coffee this morning so that there would be no barrier to me making more pots. Um, I also busted out the French press instead of like the individual cups. So we'll be okay today. But I still thought it would be interesting to talk about the benefits of coffee and the benefits of green tea and sort of juxtapose them against each other because there are definitely different situations where one might be better than the other. And they're both definitely, they serve similar purposes. Um, Obviously, coffee is kind of the drink over here in the United States um, and Canada as well. Um, I'm assuming, I have never lived in any other countries besides those two, so I I don't know, really, from experience, if coffee is dominant, but I have to assume it's pretty dominant in Latin America based on the beverages that my Latin American friends drink. Um, and in Europe, I do know that tea is actually super popular, but I feel like in countries like Italy and Germany, coffee might still reign supreme. So, and then obviously, green tea is very popular and black tea as well, also very popular worldwide. It'd be really interesting to see which is more popular in total. But anyway, on to the actual content. So, both green tea and coffee have been recognized in scientific literature as being pretty nutritious for you. It's funny because coffee, I feel, was sort of given a little bit of a stigma, and green tea was more or less given this halo of perfection. And I think recently, a lot of studies have come out showing that coffee is actually very beneficial as well. So this is kind of a a more fair fight now. Um, And we're going to talk about four reasons today why coffee and green tea have these various health benefits. And um, I guess not really four reasons, but four areas where their health benefits may shine or not. And that is antioxidant content, caffeine content performance enhancements, and mood elevation. So first, antioxidants. Um, If you don't know what an antioxidant is, it's basically a compound, um, vitamins A and A, C, and E actually are antioxidants. The minerals like selenium are antioxidants. Uh, So lots of vitamins and minerals. And what they do is they, and this is the term I was always told, they quench free radicals. And essentially free radicals are these kind of like lone electrons that are just whizzing around your body, more or less. This is a really childlike way for me to explain it. It's like whizzing around your body, damaging cells because it's this ball of energy that's just kind of going around and essentially causing damage and aging. And these antioxidants provide an outlet or a place for that, that free electron to exist. And um, so thereby mitigating the effects of of the the damage that the free electron did. Additionally, antioxidants are cofactors and a lot of um, functions that your body performs every second of the day. Uh, So they're pretty important. I mean, studies have been showing recently that they're not potentially as important as everyone likes to think. And of of course, they're not a magic bullet. You're not going to suddenly just drink an antioxidant beverage every day and all of your health problems disappear. Clearly, like, your lifestyle, your diet, exercise, everything plays a large role into your health. But um, if you do have a good diet and you do exercise and your lifestyle is pretty solid, then antioxidants are a thing that is beneficial and you will notice the difference. But anyway... So the antioxidants that people most often refer to in green tea are the catechins, and these are very powerful antioxidants, and they definitely demonstrate ability to repair healthy cells in in lab studies, and I will link to those in the show notes. Um, There is some evidence that shows that these catechins might actually even help fight certain types of cancer, which is pretty cool. Um, the antioxidants and other polyphenols, and polyphenol just means plant chemical. It's just a fancy way of saying that. Um, the other polyphenols present in the green tea have also shown the ability to decrease digestive inflammation, which is kind of important, um, for a lot of people these days. I I feel like everybody has some form of digestive inflammation, like Crohn's disease or IBD or IBS or... Um, Like celiac is big now or non-celiac gluten sensitivity. There's so many different ways that people have inflammation in their guts. And um, I guess green tea has been shown to help fight that, which is kind of cool. Green tea also is known to help promote weight loss and boost metabolism, which I think we all kind of know. They mostly attribute that to the caffeine content, but also demonstrate that it might be the interplay between certain catechins and the caffeine, which is pretty neat. I like when studies demonstrate how things are not in a vacuum and it's not one compound, but rather like the synergy of all of these compounds. Like, I think that's really cool. Um, but these, (laughs) sorry, not to have a nerd moment there, but these catechins have also been shown to decrease liver inflammation as well as regulate blood sugar levels in borderline diabetic individuals. And I think that's pretty fascinating. And in fact, um, some studies even showed that not only did um, drinking green tea slow the onset of diabetes, but it could help reverse some some um, conditions in individuals. And granted, I don't. This is probably not again in a vacuum. I'm sure there were a lot of other factors at play. But that is pretty cool. If you have blood sugar issues, maybe you would want to consider drinking some green tea. Especially since coffee kind of plays the reverse role with insulin sensitivity, at least, where it kind of causes insulin spikes sometimes. Whoops. (laughs) Not great. So, I mean, if you're dealing with blood sugar regulation issues, you should consider switching to green tea. Um, What's interesting, though, is it seems like green tea is the clear-cut winner here in terms of antioxidants. But cup for cup, coffee actually contains more antioxidants. And... Coffee's actually, and this is kind of disgusting to me, but coffee is actually the number one source of antioxidants in the American diet. And this is due not only to the concentration in the beverage, but also the frequency of consumption. Um, I think most Westerners are not consuming enough vegetables or fruit by far. I think they say only 13% of Americans actually gets the... um, proper number of fruits and veggies a day. And granted, who knows what they mean by this, because I really don't eat fruit. I eat a ton of vegetables, but I don't really eat fruit. So, I mean, I might also be in that category, out eating my, like, just because I'm not eating any fruit, despite the fact that I eat, like, twice as many vegetables as I think they tell me I have to. Um, But anyway, coffee, number one source of antioxidants in the American diet. And the antioxidants in coffee are similar to tea, and that they have also shown to be protective against certain types of cancer and diabetes. And that's kind of interesting because, um, as I mentioned, coffee does kind of cause those blood sugar or those insulin spikes. Um, but at the same time, overall, has been shown to be protective against diabetes. So, I mean, this could, again, be for other reasons. It has also been shown to promote weight loss and prevent obesity. So, of course, maybe that's been that's part of it, is that if you're losing this weight, you're not really coming, coming down with diabetes. I don't know who says that, but I do. And I think it's also important to note that the studies on green tea were type 1 diabetes. <clears throat> Sorry. This, uh, the studies on green tea were type 1, whereas the studies on coffee were actually type 2 diabetes, which would then be very related to obesity. So the fact that coffee can help kind of stave off weight gain, even help boost your metabolism a little bit, would be beneficial in terms of type 2 diabetes. Um, Additionally, coffee's antioxidants are thought to aid in the prevention of cognitive decline, which is pretty cool, and even potentially prevent diseases like Alzheimer's. And this is interesting because one, Alzheimer's is terrifying. I'm not sure if you guys have done any studies really or had any experience, but... Um, I've had personal experience with Alzheimer's it's horrible I wouldn't wish it on anybody Uh, it's just like another one of those conditions that is a disease of um, civilization it's one of our they call them like diseases of longevity it's because we live very long now and we get all these diseases that we wouldn't otherwise get because we're not being killed by like smallpox for the most part Um, but Alzheimer's is horrible, so really anything you can do to stave it off is good. And I really want to address that at a later point in time because Alzheimer's has actually been very closely linked to uh, blood sugar regulation and metabolism. And there some studies are showing that it's actually a metabolic condition, and some doctors are now actually referring to Alzheimer's as type 3 diabetes. And this has been in the medical literature for a while, but... I feel like more and more exposure is happening with it, and it's so cool. Like, I just think that the way all of these studies interplay with each other and we learn all of these things about our own bodies, it's just fascinating. Anyway, back to coffee. That's a different podcast. But um, again, like, coffee and green tea, they have all these awesome properties. They help promote weight loss. But this is if you're drinking them without cream or sugar, and I don't think I guess a matcha latte is green tea and co- uh, cream, but just if you're if you're drinking them for the health benefits, adding cream or adding sugar to it tends to dissipate these. So, interesting point to remember. Um, It's also kind of important to note, in fact, very important to note, that quality plays an important role in the nutrient content of coffee and tea. So obviously, higher quality products will have more nutrients than their prepackaged convenience counterparts. So nothing against Starbucks. I really like Starbucks, but they're like frappuccinos that you buy in the refrigerator. Again, cream and sugar, but even just the coffee in those are not going to be as good as the, um, like small batch, organically, like, shade-grown, fair-traded, fairly-traded coffee that you buy from, like, your food co-op if you have one. Um, like, there is there is a difference in quality, and it is important if you're drinking it for antioxidant levels, so just keep that in mind. Like, again, nothing against Folgers, I guess, but that's not the type of coffee you want to be drinking if you're drinking coffee for antioxidants. Like, you want to be choosing a higher-quality coffee, it's just how it is. Also, higher quality coffees and teas contain less harmful um, toxins like molds. I'm not just throwing the word toxin out there to be scary. They're, we'll give you examples. I like molds. And mold is obviously not good for you. When it grows in your house, it's a bad thing. If it grows in your food, it's a bad thing. And similarly, if it grows in your coffee, it's a bad thing. So consuming less of it is good. And purchasing higher quality products is good. And I can give you a link, I think, um, there, there have been organizations that have rated coffees and teas, like on, in in theory, not like unbiased ways. So I'll try to link those for you so that it's a little bit easier to determine. So with antioxidant values, of course, there are different situations, but it kind of seems like cup for cup, coffee has more. So coffee kind of wins out, I guess and antioxidants. Of course, it's a little more complicated because both those antioxidants do different things, as we talked about, but we need to find a winner here. I'm obsessed with finding winners, so coffee is winning for that one. But the choice is a little less clear when you start to consider caffeine content. So... Brewed coffee can contain as much as four times the caffeine content as green tea, and even more, depending on the brewing methods and the quality of the coffee, the roast of the coffee. Like, lighter roasts typically have more caffeine than darker roasts. There's a lot of things at play here, but we're just, we're generalizing because we have to. I want to keep this under a half hour. So, brewed coffee contains a lot more caffeine than green tea does, and while Caffeine can, um, like, increase your cognitive function. It's been shown to help increase memory, um, give you better reflex, and improve muscle performance. So, again, like, if you're going to sit down for a nice little gaming session, you might actually want to drink some coffee beforehand and get yourself in the mode. But... All of this caffeine can actually promote higher blood pressure. It ports, puts not ports, It puts more stress on your adrenal glands, and it can cause headaches and negatively impact your sleep cycles. And I know we've talked about this before when we talked about caffeinating smarter, um, and that's a previous podcast if you want to check it out. But all of that caffeine at one go is – it's okay if you're just – it's every once in a while if you chug some coffee in the afternoon before – you really like sit down for a nice little round of battlegrounds or heroes of the storm, where you really like want to be into it and focusing. I'm not really like that. That's not how I like to play video games. I like to meander and pick flowers and dig at my archaeology dig sites, and I'm not kidding about any of that. I genuinely enjoy that aspect of the game. Um, but if you really want to focus and do important things or things that take a lot of um, your energy in your time, you might want to go with coffee. But because of the lower caffeine content, if you're just looking for something to sip throughout the day, green tea is definitely the way to go because you're getting less caffeine, but you're still having that like constant drip into your system. So, and you're able to focus on like, smaller things throughout the day, or keep up your energy without those spikes. But again, if you're just like binging on Warcraft for four hours and then taking a nap, eh, have some coffee, why not? See, it's pretty easy now. We can, (laughs) once you relate things to Warcraft, it makes your decisions so much easier. So when we talk about increased performance, we're not just talking about cognitive performance, but we're also talking about muscle performance, which I thought was really cool Um, because coffee is actually, coffee and caffeine consumption in general has actually been shown to help increase physical performance before a workout. So people who consumed coffee, and again, I'll link this study, actually not only increased the duration of their workout, but the power output so that they could run faster, jump higher, all of those things that Nike commercials encourage you to do. These people could do just by drinking coffee before the workout. Um, another study has indicated that drinking coffee pre-workout actually increased pain tolerance. And that's fascinating because that could actually be accounting for some of the performance increase. Like if things don't hurt as much, you can obviously go a little harder or go a little longer. And I think that's pretty, pretty key if you're looking to just kind of like bust out an awesome workout there. So if you want a a nice pre-workout, maybe coffee is the way to go. Green tea is a little milder. Um, But of course, green tea will also provide the same effects, just to a lesser degree because there's less caffeine there. Um, Another benefit to consuming coffee pre-workout is that you actually increase the fat burned throughout the workout because it boosts your metabolism a little bit. Um, And again, green tea also demonstrated positive results when consumed pre-workout though those effects were milder. And of course, this is different once you start putting supplements into play. I know a lot of people who take pre-workouts that have green tea extract in them or take green tea extract straight before the workout. And of, of course, that probably is far more effective than drinking a cup of coffee. Like, it all depends on dosing. But I do know that consuming um, green tea extract over a period of time has been shown to negatively impact liver function. And, of course, that's just because your liver is in charge of um, processing all of this stuff and detoxifying it so that it's safe for your body. And, like, that's your liver's job. It's, like, your built-in detoxifier. So if you want to support your liver when taking green tea, that would probably be a solid idea to find, like, a good liver support um, supplement or just drink like dandelion tea, but eat a lot of sulfurous vegetables and cruciferous vegetables. But on the whole, pre-workout, if you're looking for a beverage, yeah, sure, drink coffee. It's it's going to help you out. It's going to give you that boost. So, the final thing that I want to talk about with coffee and green tea, is the impact that these beverages have on mood. And I alluded to it a bit before when I talked about how weirdly depressed I get this week just not drinking coffee. Um, but, and right now I'm drinking coffee, so I'm all bubbly and excited. This is ridiculous. I really like the taste of it. It's be a slightly beyond like a chemical addiction, although maybe the addiction's making me like, like the taste of it, but either way. Um, so it's the impact that coffee has on mood and that green tea has on mood. And this is because of the caffeine content, again. And prolonged caffeine consumption has been shown to increase serotonin and act very much like an antidepressant. Um, Of course, there's two sides to this coin, because like drugs, like an antidepressant, your body will become less sensitive to this effect after a while, and you'll need more of it to achieve the same results. Um, I think that's one of the reasons a lot of people go cold turkey on coffee for a while. And I've done this before and it does actually work is if you give up coffee for a week or so, which is a horrible thought right now, but I'm sure once I wean myself off a little bit, it won't seem so terrible. But if you give up coffee for about a week, you start to notice or longer, you start to notice the impact again when you start drinking it. It's like if you give up drinking alcohol for a while too you start to notice that you become a super lightweight the next time you start drinking again which is honestly it's great it's super cheap you can buy a box of wine it lasts forever (laughs) right classy but back to green tea and coffee so traditionally coffee has been associated with improving mood and that's due to the caffeine content pretty much um, there's also a few other compounds that they think may or may not assist with boosting mood, but nothing that's conclusive enough right now to really say. Um, but green tea actually contains another compound which has demonstrated stress reducing and mood lifting properties, and that is L-theanine, and, or L-theanine. And we've talked about that before. It's an amino acid and... Um, it's actually my favorite supplement because whenever you get super stressed or whenever I'm just feeling kind of weirdly blue, I will take some L-theanine and it makes me feel better. Um, it's great for anxiety in general and it's found naturally in green tea. So L-theanine works synergistically with caffeine. So again, like it's a pro for caffeine, but it helps to like boost your mood a little bit and... While it's not in as great content as the caffeine in coffee, if you're just looking for like a nice mellow mood booster, green tea might actually be the way to go, especially because as you take larger and larger doses of caffeine, the mood boosting impact actually kind of goes away and is replaced with anxiety and an increased stress response, which is kind of the opposite of what you're looking for. So the more coffee... And more caffeine rather that you tend to consume the more anxious the more um, depressed you start to feel and you might notice this when you have too much caffeine and you need to take a nap because you feel so jittery and all screwed up and I think it's a very similar effect on your mood so maybe if you're consuming caffeine or uh, coffee and tea for increased mood maybe green tea is the way to go because The smaller amount of caffeine will help to kind of mitigate some of those stress responses and could also help you not, I'm trying to find a a good way to say this, like not be addicted to it, but can help prevent that like dependence on it and perhaps like slow that curve of needing more and more and more. Who knows? So that's pretty much that's pretty much it for the science of all this. Uh, again, I'll put show notes up at healthygamergirl.com slash show notes, and those are going to be links to the studies I mentioned um, and a few other, I guess, links to interesting things relating to this topic. And I think this topic is pretty fascinating because I drink coffee all the time and often think to myself, I wonder if green tea is really that much better. And it kind of looks like the I guess the devil is on the dose, which is a pretty common saying these days uh, in terms of health and nutrition. And it's if you're drinking one cup of coffee a day, you're probably fine to keep drinking it. It's not really going to damage your body that much. I mean, give yourself breaks over time, like let your body chill out for a while. Maybe on weekends if you wake up, like try to put off having the coffee as much as possible. Um, Again, I mentioned this on the caffeine uh, podcast, but we tend to drink coffee in the morning around 8 o'clock, and that's actually when your, um, like, cortisol is spiking, so when your body is already, like, amped up and ready to go, which is kind of funny, so maybe... Try to stagger your coffee intake or your green tea intake with your cortisol spikes. And I linked to that information on the show about caffeine. I can try to... I'll link to it again for this one. But there's some ways that you can kind of stop your body from from damaging itself. I like that I'm taking the onus off of you. It's not your responsibility. This is your body doing this. But um, you can try to maybe switch to drinking slightly less coffee or just i don't know green tea do what you got to do but i think that if you want to make the switch there's some positive information here uh green tea is obviously very good for you but if you're just drinking one cup of something a day and you want a lot of ca- you want more caffeine for for your your i guess more caffeine bang for your coffee buck or your caf- your beverage buck who knows just drink the coffee it's not going to kill you hopefully I probably shouldn't say that. Who knows? But, um, I appreciate you tuning in again, healthygamergirl.com slash show notes for all of these links. Uh, follow me on Instagram at healthygamergirl. You can also follow me at Twitter again, healthygamergirl, but no I, there's not enough characters. Um, I'm pretty active on both of those channels and I really love interacting with you and taking your questions and your comments and, You can reach me, of course, at HealthyGamerGirl.com. All of my social channels and my contact information is there. Um, I've had a lot of fun researching this, and I can't wait to share some information with you next time on this podcast. So you guys have a great week. I will talk to you soon. Bye.